Welcome back to another BizBite episode of the e-commerce badassery podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo-Coster. Raise your hand. Well, unless you're driving or doing something else that requires both hands, but raise your hand if you've ever had that little red flag pop up in Shopify that says, we think this order is fraud. What do you do? Do you just refund the purchase and not even bother with it? Or do you risk the chargeback and ship it out? And if you've ever had a chargeback filed against you, you know what a pain in the ass it is to answer that chargeback, get all the documentation together. And then, of course, there's still no guarantee you'll win. It feels like it takes forever for them to get back to you. And you just sit there and wait to find out if you're ever going to get your money back. There's no one size fits all solution to this, but I'll walk you through how we used to deal with it at my last job and then give you a company that can take on some of the risk for you. And before we get into all of that, it's possible you've never dealt with this before or that you never will. We actually had a good amount of fraud issues at my previous company, but that honestly just came with the territory of our industry and the size of our business. Now, the first thing to know is that when Shopify does give that fraud warning, it's usually because the location of the IP address where the order was placed is not near the shipping address. But that doesn't automatically mean it's fraud. For instance, we encountered a celebrity that made a very large purchase. It was over $1,000 and their billing and shipping address didn't match up. In this particular case, it was because the billing address of their credit card was that of their business manager's office, which is very common. And if I remember correctly, she was like traveling when she placed the order. It was a whole thing. We would also see this happen sometimes with those who lived out of the U.S. and we did not ship internationally. But some people will have a U.S. mail forwarding address so that they could buy from e-commerce companies that don't ship to other countries. You ship it to this place and then they forward it on to the customer. On the flip side of that, though, what did usually end up being fraud were people who shipped to UPS mailboxes, which is basically like a post office box, but through UPS. I mean, when I had my subscription box, I used a UPS mailbox so that there was always someone to accept my deliveries. And then because I had it, I ended up just using it for all my personal stuff, too. So it's not automatically fraud, but we just found that to be more likely. Now, for us, we took the time to do the research, right, because we knew some of our customers used VPNs for privacy, which would explain why the IP address seemed so far away. Or we came across these other instances. And honestly, the way we figured that out is I Googled the billing address and it showed me that it was this business manager for celebrities. And so that's how we kind of went down that rabbit hole. And then same thing with the mail forwarding in the UPS mailboxes. I used to just Google those shipping addresses to figure out where they were as compared to the billing address as if I didn't have anything else I needed to do. But that's a conversation for another day. In addition to the shipping addresses and the IP addresses, one of the first things I would look at is the feed of payment attempts, which you can see at the bottom of the order screen. And if I saw a lot of failed address, so that's the zip code or security code validation failures, then it's pretty safe to say that it's fraud. Of course, that's not always true. I've entered that stuff wrong before. But if you see like multiple attempts, 
it's probably worth a little bit more digging. Some fraudsters, I think, use like computer programs to try like a bunch of different number combinations. There's like all these things that can happen. Now, before I get into how I actually handled it, know that I am not a lawyer and I have no idea on the legality of any of this, especially as it relates to different states or countries. So please do your own due diligence before implementing this in your business. What we would do is we would reach out to the customer and ask them to verify their identity by sending us a picture of their ID. Now, this certainly wasn't foolproof. If someone stole an entire wallet, they would have the person's ID too. And unlike I've had Instagram and Facebook do to me, we didn't ask them to take a picture of themselves holding it. And when we did reach out to people, it went one of three ways. Either they sent us the requested information without hesitation, they asked us to cancel their order, or they ignored us completely. We are pretty confident that the last two responses meant it was probably fraud and we saved ourselves the headache. It's hard to remember exactly how many of these so-called confirmed transactions turned out to still bring us chargebacks, but I do remember winning a lot of them. Sometimes people just file chargebacks because they don't want to pay for shit. Sometimes because we valued people's privacy, our company name wasn't spelled out on the statement, so maybe they didn't even realize the purchase was from us. Who knows? But like I said, in most cases, we did actually win our chargebacks, which is pretty hard to do. Now, there are some other things you can do to protect yourself, like require a signature at delivery. We did this automatically with purchases over a certain dollar amount, though it does cost extra. In a lot of cases, the chargeback isn't necessarily asking you to prove that the person who made the purchase was the owner of the card, but that you actually delivered the product in question. So if you have received chargebacks but didn't bother answering because you thought you wouldn't win, I say it's worth a shot. When it comes to fraud earlier in your business, you're only going to come across this periodically and it's probably not a huge deal to do the research and do this all by yourself. But as you grow, you'll probably have increased fraud issues. And in that case, it might be worth it to invest in a tool like Riskified. Essentially, it's an app that will review the order in question and make a judgment call. If they verify it as being a legitimate order and not fraud, they take on the liability of a potential chargeback. So it's kind of like having fraud insurance. I haven't used it, so I can't speak to the experience of working with them. But when we were researching our options back in the day, they were the go-to. We just ended up not doing it and we continued to manage it in-house. I'll stick a link in the show notes if you need to check them out. I would say, though, you really only need to worry about this if you're high volume and you're already seeing a lot of fraud and chargebacks and it's sucking up a ton of your time or heavily hitting your bottom line. Otherwise, you don't have to worry about this, but I love to share things with you no matter where you're at in your business journey so that when you do come across this problem, you're like, oh, you know what? Jessica told me about this thing. And that's a wrap on today's BizBite episode. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today and I'll see you on the flip side.